0: Here at United Queendom, we're big fans of Box Menswear. For boxers, briefs, jocks, tracksuits, swimwear and so much more, head over to boxmenswear.com for stellar deals, worldwide shipping and some killer eye candy. United Queendom is sponsored by Q-Bar, who provide the best gay night out in London. Enjoy Q-Bar, Q-Club, Little Q and She-Bar in Soho every night of the week for drinking, dancing and, despite the name, limited queuing. Now let's get on with the show. Today we have a very exclusive interview with the East London diva, the vegan, the beast, the superstar. Not a joke, just a fact. Putting three Bs into LGBT, it is the runner-up of Drag Race UK, Season 2, but the undisputed fan favourite, Bimini Bon Boulash. Release the beast, Bimini! Bimini. Uh, uh, Bimini Bon Boulage, thank you for joining us on United Queen and Podcast. We are thrilled to have you.
1: Hi, babe, thanks for having me.
0: Now, I'm not sure if you got chance to listen to any of our recaps because um, there is a lot of recap shows and you're probably drag raced out. But we were both, myself and my co-host, very much rooting for you uh, at the finale. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we want to talk a little bit about Drag Race, if that's okay. So obviously you filmed yeah. it a while back, and it was a too much less, sorry, I can't say that word, uh, filming <laughs> process, and then um, did you think, because you must have filmed a crowning, and I believe you filmed a double crowning with Lawrence, did you think you were going to win going into the finale? I felt like
1: a winner no matter what happened anyway. So I went into the competition hoping that I was just going to get to the final,
0: and obviously, it nearly didn't happen first week. So yeah. to even
1: get to where I did and be able to prove why I deserved to be there, and I like have that kind of that narrative that like no one, basically no one in the drag race history had ever lip synced first episode and made it to the finals. So that's that was already to me. It was like I'd, I'd, I'd exceeded any expectations I had. Obviously, going into it, we were all filled. We were all um, we were all together. We were all together. So we. I was happy with whoever won. I, 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 yeah, I don't need to, you don't need the crowd to feel like a winner.
0: <laughs> well, these days there are benefits to not winning as well, because, I mean, potentially if you wanted, there's more opportunities for the person who didn't win to go back for future seasons. So has that factored in when you were thinking, is it a bit of a relief not to win, or did you not feel like that? And. <laughs>
1: um, A relief got to win. I not really. I mean, it would have been iconic to say you win Drag Race, and but I'm also very proud of Lawrence, and Lawrence fully deserved it. But I, I mean, I don't know if I'd be able to kind of be doing all the, the stuff that I'm doing now if I had. I don't know, maybe.
0: I know I'm already getting the feeling that I don't think you will be a queen. We'll see you go back that often because already you've done so many amazing things outside of Drag Race. And was that really important to you to to like create your own projects that are I mean, you've got all these fashion signings and stuff. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, I've been, I've been doing loads. So it's like kind of really amazing. And I've, obviously the platform that Drag Race has given me in in the UK has been phenomenal Uh, so i'm just like very grateful for every opportunity and just taking it as as it comes and seeing what happens i'd love to be able to kind of like i've obviously like just released music and i'm doing lots of things that i kind of want to i want people to be surprised i don't want people to i don't never want to take the expected route
0: well you definitely surprised us on drag race because like you say that trajectory we hadn't really seen before where in the beginning of the season it was sort of you lip synced and it, it seemed like you might be someone who went home and then after the break you came back and it was just like you were Ben de la Creme, like Alaska, yeah. just like destroying the competition. Why is it, do you think, that the break um, did so much for your confidence compared to a lot of your competitors?
1: Um, I think I was able to take some time, obviously a lot of time, seven months worth, but I felt like the first time, first part of Drag Race, I wasn't really present because... Um, I obviously lip-synced, and I thought maybe I was going to lose it. But – and then I felt like I was just, like, clinging on. I was, like, hanging on by a thread just, like, each week, just getting by. So when I went back, I was like, I know what I can do, and I know what I can prove. And, like, I went back with the mentality that actually I just do it – everything – I'm not compet- I'm not competing with anyone. Everything I'm doing is just for me. And ultimately – I'm just gonna put my best foot forward and hope for the best and I really kind of let go. That was it. I really yeah. let go.
0: Do you think if there hadn't been a break you would have maybe left quite soon after the point in the competition? Well,
1: if there hadn't been a break, I was gonna do Jennifer Saunders for Snatch Game.
0: Oh my so, god, um, I was gonna ask you that. That's amazing. Would would you have yeah, done it as think, more as Eddie or as Jennifer? Yeah, it would have been more Eddie, I think. Yeah. Oh amazing. But yeah, that's um so I wonder how that would have gone. I don't know. I mean, I've always I've always kind of done Eddie in, in skits and stuff before, like that kind of character. But I think the, the price was perfect. I bet you still would have won as Eddie. But yeah, the Katie Price was definitely perfect. Um, but then it was kind of like, by the way, you could do Eddie then if you do ever return one day for an international season or winners um, or uh, all-stars or anything like that. Um <laughs> But it was interesting because after you kind of came back from the break and were doing so well, even now looking back on the early episodes, it it's clear that the the star you were you are was present. It just you were kind of being overshadowed or underestimated. Yeah. But I mean, because even now the football runway that saw you in the bottom, everyone's really found a retrospective appreciation, haven't they? So I think it was yeah, like, funny that. Yeah. <laughs> you just seem to need to look at it with a different context sometimes. Um, so yeah. you, you were absolutely the, the fan favourite to win the crown. And, and I was really expecting you to win. I thought it was a foregone conclusion. So I was really surprised when you didn't. Uh, what did you, what, have you got any theory as to why you think Lawrence was ultimately chosen over you?
1: The universe decided, I think... The, the universe creates the path for us all. And I think um, that was Lawrence's and that this was mine. I think I, I was blown away by the response of everyone. Like it was, you go on a show like that and you obviously hope that people are going to get you and people are going to kind of warm to you. And like, you never know what's going to happen because it's a t- edited TV show. Mm-hmm. So often you forget that like the cameras are even on. But I think that was what the beauty was with our season. Because I think everyone kind of really did just let go and like forget the cameras were there. No one was like trying to do catchphrases or trying to do things for the camera to act up. So I think everyone was. I think everyone was just their true selves, and I think that really shone.
0: Definitely, and I think it will go down in history for all the franchises as one of the great seasons. And you guys sh- uh, obviously should all be proud that you helped create that and obviously a shining moment as you mentioned was your katie price i just wondered if you spoke to her since
1: not personally we did I, th- I did think we were going to um And we were going to do something that was that was kind of um, spoken about, but it's not happened yet. But maybe one day we were actually in the same building once. I was on a photo shoot for Notion magazine and Katie was I don't know what she was doing, but everyone was like, oh, my God, Bimini and Katie are in the same building together. But we miraculously never bumped into each
0: other. Oh, well, she would have thought it was a mirror if you were doing the whole illusion, wouldn't she? <laughs> she would have been confused. And obviously. Well, I mean, this is it. You've
1: never seen us in the same room
0: together. So. <laughs> and obviously, another massive, iconic breakout thing is um, the United Kendalls, UK Hun. Is, um, yep. With the Frock Destroyers, that's become like a whole separate thing they do now. They tour together as well as on their own. Is that going to be. I know you guys are doing some festivals this year, aren't you? Are you going to be yeah. pers- like continuing the United Kendalls, or is it just going to be for a few appearances I think here and there we just,
1: we'll just be um performing our our hit song UK, <laughs> and i feel i feel like sometimes the magic can the magic can feel like you're trying to force it and i think what we did was so good i felt like it would be a, it would be a shame if we did stuff that was just not as good and it's just not as good i feel like sometimes you can just be the one hit wonder and go on and live your lives we're all the thing is we're all solo artists and we're all individual artists we got put together for that performance and it was obviously magical and we all got, we all loved it. But we all, we've also, I think all all four of us kind of agree that we want to be doing our own stuff as well. We don't want to just be known as that.
0: Um, obviously everyone loves the song. Um, do do you also but also people are very tortured by it because you know it is a running joke now when everyone mentions a song it's like oh great now it's stuck in my head all day do you have that or are you like immune to it by now
1: (laughs) i'm immune to it now i think it's because there was one time i only did it once but i signed up to cameo and i got kind of inundated by a lot of cameo requests so i did them all in one day and i never went back because it was such a it was a lot of work to do and obviously it's like quick but i i think about 30 times i had to rap my verse release the beast so i think i'm
0: desensitized to it now <laughs> it's, it's an iconic verse it's my favorite verse in the in the song i think it's a lot of people's <laughs> as well um would there be an only fans for bimini
1: <laughs> well let's well I, maybe i'm not opposed to an OnlyFans. fans i think um everyone like that's a completely valid way to be experimenting and using your body. So anyone that wants to do an OnlyFans, I mean, even Beyonce's rapping about OnlyFans in her, her song "Savage" remix with Megastarion. So I think, um, but we'll see. Maybe not. Maybe not this year.
0: Well, I mean, we saw everything in the first lip sync, really. So there's not that much left <laughs> to reveal. <laughs> um, you Very true. obviously you won so many fans. Have you been surprised by like some like celebrities <laughs> who've said they loved you or met people and be like, oh my god. <laughs>
1: Maisie Williams, she's a quite a crazy one.
0: Ooh, from Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, Arya Stark. I'm like bloody hell. Although <laughs> I was like Team Targaryen, but um, <laughs> yeah, Arya um, Maisie Williams, she's quite a crazy one. Kathy Burke, she blew my mind.
0: <gasps> oh my god, um, I but... love Kathy Burke. Why someone yeah, should I do her for Snatch Game?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would. That, she was she was my third choice.
0: Oh more god. as um linda linda from gimme gimme yeah oh my god i would die <laughs> so it has to do that well if they're going to do it um so just to switch to a more serious subject because i mean really um now you are probably one of the most famous non-binary s- famous people in the country and um the recently it was in the news that um that the government have decided that non-binary legal recognition would, would be too complex to introduce. Uh, did you have any views on that?
1: Just give it a few more years when I come knocking on down in Street's doors and then we'll see what happens.
0: <laughs> are we going to see Bimini for PM?
1: Well, maybe Bimini for Mayor first and then after. Well, Sadiq can pass me on the baton. Sadiq's <laughs> my mate, so we have lunch
0: oh yeah of course i saw that you'd met yeah that i would love to see you enter politics that would be amazing
1: i think i would like to well i'm like yeah i've got lots of ideas but i would i mean i've always been very political so i would i wouldn't wouldn't say no to it
0: and do you feel kind of a responsibility now um to kind of always be representing and like fighting for those issues or is that i guess does that come naturally to you anyway
1: i think I think it's a bit like I'm just always going to do it, and I'm always going to be vocal and always say kind of what I think. And I'm very lucky that I've like come up from a scene in East London that these conversations have been had, but they're also not the defining character of people. And I think that's what's important about you're like everyone's journey and everyone's identity is totally valid, and it's it's how you 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 see yourself and how you are, and that shouldn't be kind of judged or discriminated by anyone but i think what i love about east london it's like those conversations don't not that they don't need to happen but they're just accepted by everyone there's no judgment there so i'm very lucky that i've been around that and i know not everyone has had that but i'm hoping that these conversations that we have kind of open that up a bit more
0: definitely and definitely once you're in parliament i can see it
1: well when i'm in parliament (laughs) yeah in a look (laughs)
0: <laughs> Full look. Um, I, I wanted to ask as well. You've probably been asked a million times about this, but about your name. So, uh, it's kind of. I feel like it really sums you up because it's something that, like, I feel like I didn't get straight away, but then ended up being obsessed with. And I feel like maybe your brand is like takes a second for people to catch up, but then once they do, they're totally hooked. So, like, yeah. how, it, was that kind of intentional, or was it just like a total? um off the wall just idea it was that just, just re-
1: it was just it was weird like i i i love alliteration i love like saying stuff like <laughs> bimini on boulash so i think it's like doing it in, like the K price way but <laughs> it came from bimini was actually what i was going to be
0: called if i was born female Oh so right when my mum when it was,
1: was like in the doctors and it was like are we giving tommy a, a well bimini are we giving bimini a pink blanket or a blue blanket I got the blue blanket and they called me Tommy instead of Bimini. So that was where that originally came from. And then I had a cat
0: called Bonnie Boo Lash, who died, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, I. I Bonnie. Cut that up and put Lash and that's just where it came from. <laughs> and the cat lives on now on a drag superstar.
1: The cat and the name Bimini. And what's funny is I remember saying to like my housemate, I was like, you watch 2022, Bimini is going to be the top female name. Like top, <laughs> one of the top names everyone's going to call their kids. And then I've, all I've had on Instagram is pigs and puppies.
0: <laughs> pigs. i <laughs> i've
1: like, people sending me photos of their pigs, like, oh, look at my piglet called Bimini. And I'm like,
0: right, OK. <laughs> <laughs> and how have you dealt with them? Um, I guess it's been a bit different because of lockdown and stuff. But, I mean, the drag race fandom, I mean, I'm one of them, is so kind of uh, ferocious and, <laughs> and overwhelming. Have you taken to that easily or has it been quite overwhelming?
1: I've been quite lucky, I think, in the sense that I've not really received a lot of shit, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah. Um, but the fans are great. The fans are like the fans. Are what keeps the show going, and they they know like the fans know deep down. It's like for a lot of queer people and people that feel like they're kind of outsiders. Like this show really opens and welcomes up to that kind of weirdness in people, and you feel kind of it's something that we can relate to, and we we see people that kind of maybe we feel some sort of kind of resemblance with yeah so i'd never feel i'd never like the, the fans can be crazy but we'd be annoyed if they weren't
0: <laughs> and one of the one of the most talked about moments of the season wasn't aimed at you but you were there for it i just wanted to when rupaul had her meltdown about the h&m thing what was that like to um to watch <laughs> i think what what was quite interesting about that is we were told we don't get judged on our performance looks. Yeah, because it so wasn't a runway, shows, yeah.
1: You just get the judged on the runway. So it did seem a bit misplaced. It did seem a bit like, where's that coming from? It was either just coming from a place of pure hatred for that poor dress or just like, yeah, I don't know. But I love how Joan handled the situation and like put the, the, the dress up to charity and it's raised loads of money. So I think that's amazing.
0: Because a lot of people have been bringing it up. Because I don't know if you've been watching Drag Race Down Under, but everyone's saying that oh, RuPaul was way more mad about the H and M than she was about the blackface controversy that's just been addressed on the most recent episode. Um, have you been watching that season?
1: I haven't watched it all. I'm not caught. I'm not up to date. I know about the controversy and stuff. I think like it's it's absolutely obviously abhorrent, and it would never like it would never happen. But I do I do find some sort of kind of in, in how Rue handled it, I think having that kind of opening up for forgiveness, someone that did suck up when they were like years ago and like has apologized, if RuPort of RuPort kind of says, okay, like this, this, like take, people would want me to cancel you here, but I want to be gracious. I think that was quite a good way to handle it from Rue.
0: Yeah, I agree. And um, do you hope that uh, in the future seasons of Drag Race UK that we see more different types of contestants, more trans, uh, like the most recent season of the US season.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's only right that drag, the drag race that we see on TV is representative of all bodies and all people and all genders. And they allow, they're, they're, it's, it's starting to happen. We're seeing it happening up, like obviously we've got Nick being a contestant, which is incredible. And I think drag race has got the power to really open people's minds and hearts, look at the popularity it's already had, and I think it can really help everyone that also feels kind of an outsider. Because drag, there's so much, there's so many styles of drag, and there's no right or wrong style, and any there's uh, no gender's right to do drag, and anyone can do it. So I think I'd like to see that for sure.
0: Definitely. Have you had a chance to speak to Katya yet? Because I know uh, she keeps mentioning you on all her across all her platforms. <laughs> she's obsessed with you.
1: There's a restraining order not gone through yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I love Katya. She's been one of my favourites from for the first time I ever met her. So it kind of blows my mind. And I almost feel a bit worried that, like, she'd meet me and then be like, oh, she's not as good as I thought she was.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't think that would happen. I see a collaboration <laughs> with you two. That would be so cool. I
1: mean, I would love to, for sure. But, you know, it's one of those things that's like... It's someone that you've been a fan of for years that are like showing you love and you're like, Oh my god, how do I even like comprehend this right now?
0: <laughs> and um what what are your plans for the rest of this year? What big things have you got coming up? I mean I know you've got a lot on.
1: So I just dropped my debut single, God Save This Queen, which,
0: which is fabulous as we talk
1: right now has just slotted itself at number eight in the itunes charts and climbing so we'll see i just saw um, that
0: before we started the interview that's that's a gag Yeah, <laughs> it
1: was like it was at like 136 then it went to 58 and then it's now on number eight and i'm like what the hell is going on um but i've been working on music i've got lots of performances and um, i've been working on some like a lot of like cool editorial photo shoots i just shot with um italian vogue and like some really cool big moments coming out so I'm excited
0: for everyone to see oh and hopefully I, th- I think you're doing a, a performance with the United Kindles in Manchester if I'm not wrong yeah. and I'm hopefully coming to that so I can't wait to see you guys live I can't wait to see Amazing. anyone live yeah, at this point as but especially you guys as we
1: did on telly.
0: <laughs> yeah I can't wait for it and and if you get sick, you've heard that I can do release the beast, Bimini! That's the only bit I can do.
1: Get a pillow for these girls because they sleep on me.
0: <laughs> exactly, and you like your lentils tender, I heard. Always. Well, uh, that's all my questions, Bimini. Thank you so much for talking to us today. I know you've got so much on. It's a real honour to have you. you on the show. And um, we love you lots and we'll be supporting everything you do.
1: Amazing. Thanks, babe. I'll speak to you soon.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>